Hello and welcome to Forward, a podcast all about finding small steps we can take in order to move in the direction of our dreams. I am your host, Lydia Morales. So whether you're running, stumbling, or crawling forward, I am here for you. We're going to figure it out together and do amazing things. Hello and welcome to Forward. I am so excited for today's episode because I am here with Fiona Robertsons, who is the CEO of Newflints. And Newflints was actually the first company in New Zealand to provide high quality, sustainable, and organic supplements for your pet. And our CEO, Fiona Robertson, only sources natural products that come directly from New Zealand, which can provide uh, the health your pet deserves. And I cannot wait for you to hear her story and her journey for this. So Fiona, thank you so much for joining us and for being a guest here at Forward. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the advice. Just awesome. Uh, yeah. Really cool. <laughs> of course. So, um, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about you as to what your business and life looks like right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's a little bit hectic at the moment because um, my day job is coming to an end tomorrow, which is great because it then means I can be back full time into my business, which I go in and out of if I need to. We had COVID, so everything went dead quiet. Um, and so I took, took on some more work during COVID and the contract finishes sort of you know tomorrow so that's kind of exciting um however we're also launching doggy ice cream which humans and dogs can eat tomorrow which is pretty much a first (laughs) yeah yeah human grade and everything and it's lactose free and it's it's a proper ice cream so it's um it's got the tick for having all the right amount of fat so we can actually call it ice cream it's not just a a flavored water so I'm pretty excited about that. So that's happening on Saturday. Um, so we're launching here in New Zealand and we're going to be having, um, I'm, I'm driving down to a shop in New Plymouth to be there with my dogs um, to help launch it. And then there's three other shops launching on the same day in Christchurch. So um, that's pretty exciting. So it's, it's pretty busy, <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. busy. <laughs> um, and why don't you and- let the listeners know what it is that your business is? Because they're like, they're hearing dog <laughs> and they're like what is going on so um I've got lots of things in my business but I I design develop and make products that are um value-add products that are as good for the animals as if so like I wouldn't give my animals anything I wouldn't eat myself Mm -hmm. um and sort of it all goes back to when Rosie got sick so Rosie had a heart problem and she was diagnosed with dcm which is dilated cardiomyopathy which also affects humans and the vet said to me i'll go and get some fish oil so i was like oh yeah okay i'll go and get some fish oil couldn't find anything new zealand if you don't know new zealand have a look on a map yes we are on some maps i know we've been gotten on others but on the ones that we're on you'll see that new zealand is surrounded by water so um it's like seriously we're surrounded by water we fish and we quota manage our fish. We're pretty sustainable when it comes to the fishing industry. Why have we got no fish oil? What's happened to our value-add goods? So, um, yeah, and that's where it started from. So I've, I've been just creating amazing products with our New Zealand natural resources from there on, um, right through to today. So it's like 12 years so far. And the latest one that's coming out on Saturday is actually, and this is really, 
I was gobsmacked when I found this, but we've got New Zealand bananas. Now, you wouldn't think New Zealand would grow bananas because of our climate, but we do. So we're having New Zealand bananas in our ice cream as our, as our oh. sweetener, which is pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, it's pretty special. So I'm pretty wrapped about that. So all of our products have been designed because obviously it started with a problem and it's solving a problem. And it sort of has got to that point. Um, with the ice cream, I used to take my dogs out for an ice cream, but I knew that, you know, giving human ice cream, the way it's presented can give them tummy upsets. You know, you've got dogs that are lactose intolerant and can't do that. So I started working with um, one of the big um, firms in New Zealand that supply milk overseas. And they supplied us with um, a lactose-free milk that we could work with. And we developed this ice cream from that. Um, and it's been really exciting. Um, so it means that we can eat the ice cream and I can share it with my dogs safely. Um, one of my big things in life is that, you know, for, for many, many years, we've done a lot of testing on animals, but we've never actually given back to the animals all that testing we've done on them. So my sort of little ignite thing is that, you know, we know that fish oil is good for us. We've tested it on animals, but we actually haven't got it in market for the animals. So what I'm trying to do is, is find the natural, healthy, really good things that I love that are healthy for the animals and get them back. So they deserve to have that um, recognition for all the hard work they've put in generations ago um, of being our guinea pigs. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of lab testing and things like that. And, and it was necessary at the time, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think they deserve to get paid for it. You know, the respect should be given back. So... I don't know, it probably sounds a bit goofy, but. <laughs> oh. And just your love for the animals is, it really shows because, you know, you want them to have the most natural ingredients. You want them to be healthy and to not consume so much. And, you know, nowadays we're more aware of what we're feeding our, our beloved animals. And a lot of times we're like, oh my God, I don't even know what these ingredients are that I'm, you know, so I think it's, it's an amazing thing that you're doing and you're giving back in such a beautiful way. So I, I love that. And thank you for, for sharing that with us. Cause I think our listeners, so many of us love animals and just hearing what you're doing it, they're going to love that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. no, I, I love I love that, and I love designing products, and I like I mean I've I've done some big stuff ups. We were going to go down the cookie road, and try a cookie out. Well, our cookies were like like even the dogs, the birds wouldn't eat them. They were horrible. So, <laughs> so we've had failures along the way, some really good failures. We just thought, okay, not happening now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we did we did a couple of things just just for a bit of fun, but also the the machinery we've got in the factory it just wasn't suitable for for what we were thinking about doing and mm -hmm. to be honest I, my heart wasn't there because it wasn't as natural for me I mean the minute you put you put heat into something you change the molecular structure of product mm -hmm. and I, I struggled with that a bit because I'm quite a, a raw natural um, feeder when it comes to the animals yeah. So yeah, but but that's how I sit at the moment. I just recently been listening to some podcasts around veganism and um, vegetarian diets for dogs, and there's a huge amount of research that's just come out recently around that. So I'm sitting there thinking, mm, you know, that's sort of challenging me, and it's like making me think, and I'm like, yeah, mm, how do I sit? How do I feel with this? You know, what what are the values, and what's going to work for the animals in the long run? Mm -hmm. So. 
it's been a little bit of a um a, a challenge and and it's hard you get set in your ways and then you get this thrown in your face and it's like <gasps> change challenge you know? <laughs> that's right and it'll push you out of your comfort zone too right like oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely hugely you know like i sit there and i know my spot and it's like oh hang yeah. on a second <laughs> hang on there's new research here there's some, something even better you know have a look have a think you know yeah um, so that's kind of cool no, things are changing I yeah, so that's all the product side of things, but I also have, um, New Zealand doesn't really know about dog parks like the US does, um, so I've got probably New Zealand's first dog park that you can come and book it, and you've got a place where you can run your dogs and know that no other dog will be there, so if your dog's reactive or if your dog has been attacked by another dog, you know it's going to be safe. Um, I also give swimming lessons to people so what I do is I get the people in the pool and teach them how to teach their dogs to swim so oh, and that's part of the part of the the dog park and the give back and then we now have a cattery called Timothy's Lodge um which we have about you know anywhere between 15 and 20 cats in a communal area it's not a, an individual where they're locked up they've got like a catio outside and a um a big room on the inside which is their lounge kitchen area um and then we have um like um we have kennels but I, they're only locked up if I'm not on site otherwise they're integrated with my dogs and they're part of the family and it's like a staycation so I never take more than about six dogs in that situation because mm -hmm. you've got to get the dynamics and the personalities right yeah and then we're about to start hopefully all going well um some adventures so after this podcast I'm off to get my band sorted out so we can um do some doggy adventures oh my <laughs> goodness yeah, so there's lots going on here. It's never a dull moment. We've got a little quiet shop here too. So, um, yeah, there's all sorts of things happening um, in this in this little spot in the middle of nowhere, rural nowhere. But it's yeah. quite busy. <laughs> yeah. Can we oh. like a train station here sometimes? Really? <laughs> yep. Oh, my definitely. goodness. You know, to um, our listeners, they're probably going to be like, that sounds like an amazing career to be surrounded by all these animals and create things for them um it is incredible so you have so much going on and you're yep. taking care of animals inside and out from what I'm hearing you know yeah yeah I try to do the best for them I want to give them um when I sort of when I was a vet nurse I was like oh yeah I'd really like to help more animals mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know how to go about it and it wasn't until Rosie got sick that I realized well actually I can help more than just Rosie by finding a solution which was our hockey oil um and so that's what I did and then from there it was like oh the more I do this the more I can help yeah. and and it's just been incredible the feedback we get from the oil the, the you know the people wanting just they come out here and they sit in the park and they're oh, so quiet it's amazing <laughs> you know? um just and and what I want to do is encourage that bond between the human and the animal because if they've got a really good bond there then they're going to want to do the best for their animals they're going to look after them they're going to want to educate other people and and the questions will come back to other people like why do you treat your dog like that that's not the way to do it come on this is how you do it mm -hmm. and and that education will get through and then we'll have less issues with people dumping animals and not looking after them and, and animals in, in need for all the wrong reasons mm -hmm. so, yeah like the word will spread and it's starting with what yeah. you're doing and where you are and and I th think it's amazing that this your journey started with Rosie right like it yeah. began oh. with that and it just yeah. expanded into what you now have and 
I think it's it's wonderful that the listeners are hearing this because you know it starts with you caring about something like you said the problem you were trying to fix just to help Rosie and now you you have this business where you're helping animals you know from your heart really because I can just tell like you know <laughs> sorry it does get a bit um a bit emotional but yeah yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah no, it does. It's true, but but at the same time, I'd come back from not long before Rosie got sick. I'd come back from the UK, and I was really aware of the pollution, the the lack of sustainability around the world, the lack of things that were happening, and you know that's why when I was looking for a solution to Rosie's problem, the oil, I I would only take a New Zealand one. I would only take something that was sustainable, and so it was MSC certified, and that's independently globally certified as being sustainable so that stock of the hokey fish is sustainable um so my whole thing has been from an eco right from the get-go the values have been sustainable and been eco-friendly and we've tried to do our best when it comes to packaging and so forth but because of the methods we use so for example when we're doing our treats we freeze dry the treats because that's the most natural way we can buy a treat that's got shelf stability mm. we have to use a film an aluminium film in there otherwise you've got issues with air getting in and then because you're having a product that's virtually raw going into the air you know it it just has no shelf life if it if it's you know mm-hmm. not looked after correctly um, and the same with oil you've got to keep it away from light you've got to keep it away from um, excess oxygen getting in and so forth and so we've looked at things like glass and the cost of glass and the breakages for exporting and and also the amount of oxidation that occurs so everything we've done but right at the beginning in 2010 when I decided we're going to go you know out and help other people after my neighbors were going hey um can I have some of what your dog's got (laughs) so um so yeah when they were doing that and Rosie you know Rosie was given eight months and three years later she was still with us which was pretty special yeah it was pretty special so um so right from the get-go I've been trying to make sure that everything we do is not going to be costly to the planet you know that we're only going to be improving it and we're leaving it a better place um so it's really cool that you know the last couple of years people have really started to step up and you get on the get on the sustainability wagon and um you know they're all sort of looking at how they can do better themselves around the environment which is pretty cool I know we're all more aware which is which is really yeah right like everywhere you go it's kind of like recycling and be eco-friendly and and I love that yeah and um you were right on board from the beginning so props to you (laughs) yeah it's just um it's just one of my values I think Yeah. yeah And and I love that you you went into that because I was going to ask you uh, what uh, are the core things that have gotten you to where you are now? And I can see that eco being eco friendly is is one yeah. of those, correct? Yeah, being sustainable. So that you know what I do now, it means that any generations after me that want to take this on board, mm-hmm. it'll be sustainable. You can do it. You will be able to do it because everything I've put in place is from from a, a situation of sustainability to begin with so it's not something that oh yeah when that resource runs out it's not going to happen anymore so like you know I'm sure there's resources out there that that we're going to run out of and you won't be able to access or do whatever with some products in the future um and so what I wanted to do was make sure that this was always going to be readily available and really you know accessible because of because of the work that's been done in advance for, for everything so, yeah 
No, of <laughs> course, no. <laughs> that's incredible. And, you know, that's how you're making your mark. That is what your brand is. And, and I absolutely yeah. love that. And let me ask you then, what, what are things you weren't expecting from this journey? Because when you started, I don't think you expected it to be this huge. <laughs> um, well, to me, it's not very huge. Mm -hmm. Like um, these things I was expecting, because you'd see these entrepreneurs who are suddenly millionaires overnight. And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, COVID decided to come in and hit us. And I've had, you know, mm -hmm. we've had business um partners or people you've worked with that haven't been so supportive and have um, cost you a lot of money mm -hmm. in the wrong direction so there's been things like that big learning curves I didn't expect any of that um, certainly didn't expect COVID but I don't think anybody expected COVID to be honest mm -hmm. um, yeah so that there's some of the sort of maybe negative things that I didn't expect but on the positive side you know getting strangers coming up to me and saying ah oh, I use your hokey oil it's so cool and it's done this and this to my dog and I don't know them from Adam and that is just that blows my mind every time someone comes up to me and says oh yeah I've been to this or I've done that or I've seen this and it's related back to something that's and it's just like the coolest thing ever man it is just such the coolest thing um yeah so that's probably some of the unexpected stuff um another thing that really surprised me was I thought New Zealand was quite um, forward thinking when it came to some of some of our business um, situations, and I'm quite surprised at how um, how patriarchal New Zealand is. Um, I thought we were a bit more forward with our women in business and with women on boards, um, but I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, so that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, yeah, especially as more women like you start to do their their own thing. Yeah. Their businesses. When I first started, I became a member of the New Zealand Pet Food Manufacturers Association. And I was the only woman-owned business. Wow. It's <laughs> not the case now. <laughs> God, but, huge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but there was no, there was nowhere else for me to join. There was nothing in New Zealand for me to join. So that was the closest thing for me to join is having some sort of association yeah. um, with the pet food industry. So it was just like, yeah, supplements. Oh, you don't want to be doing those. And now everybody knows that you know supplements are really cool. Oh, yeah. you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's quite funny. It's quite funny. You know the things you start out doing. You know. What do you want to work with astaxanthin for? I'm like, well, it's a really, really amazing antioxidant. Oh, what do you want an antioxidant for? Um, to extend life. Um, and now everybody's like, how can I get some? Where can I get it? What can I do? Yeah, <laughs> they're on your side now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And and the other thing that surprised me is the copycats. I didn't expect copycats um, oh. as quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, um interesting though because they copy what I'm doing but they don't know the finer details because I've worked with it for so long mm -hmm. on how to care some of the products or what processes actually need to happen so it's kind of interesting um to watch that <laughs> from a distance <laughs> yeah it's big flattery I have to say that that that, that happens yeah yeah I had one company that I had offered um to do the white label for them 
knowing that you know we'd get a good product out then we'd help the animals and they said oh no it's all right and the next thing I know they've got it on the mat oh my gosh I'm like okay that's fine you know yeah you do your thing I'll do my thing mm-hmm. but you know it's flattery you know if you come up with an idea in your first market you're always going to be challenged by everybody else always you know hands down um there's no such thing as a you know as being the one and only of anything and if you are then you've probably not got much of a market I mean Microsoft's been challenged by Google so um they've been challenged by Meta and you know there's no one person that can have everything and there's enough room in the world for everybody there really is mm-hmm. and that's a really uh, good point to bring out because sometimes we get so scared of <laughs> that exactly and and yeah. you know, their, your your message is from your brand is going to be different than somebody else's and you know like you said there's yeah. room for everyone and yep. it's something really important I think for all of us to hear because none of us want to no <laughs> yeah no it's funny it's funny how you as a woman particularly you get that imposter syndrome and that shiny object thing going on and then you think oh I'm not I'm not good enough I'm, I'm, but honestly no one is gonna connect with your tribe except you so you know there is room for everybody and there's plenty of opportunity out there the world's a massive place it's not just what's sitting in your backyard yeah oh yeah very well put and leading yeah. into that um do you have any uh, habits, any rituals that keep your mindset on track, especially since you just mentioned imposter syndrome and all of that stuff? <laughs> um, I guess I'm pretty bad. I try very hard to get my dogs out and walk them at least once, if not twice a day. If I'm home full time, I try to walk them twice a day around the farm. Mm-hmm. If I'm home from being out for a full day, it just it ends up being once a day. Or in winter, it's sometimes it's not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, not really nice being out in horrible weather <laughs> my dogs stand at the door and they look at me going are you going out there we're not coming with you mate <laughs> see you later <laughs> um so yeah probably just just trying to be outside in, in nature is, is one of my things um yeah I'm really bad at, at routine and doing stuff and remember you know getting up and I'm not so good on the I should be doing mindfulness and I should be doing meditation I should be doing yoga and pilates and things like this and I'm I have to say the last couple of years I've been pretty crap at it <laughs> I know what I should be doing but the actual implementation I have to say has been a bit poor from my perspective and I think part of that is because I've got a constant change in routine I don't have a set time I get up and a set time I go to bed because things are always changing um, around here so I just get into one, what I think is one rhythm or one pattern and then it changes because when you're doing pet transport, there's, you know, flights going out at four in the morning, five in the morning and then other days it's eight o'clock at night. So it's it's all over the place from that perspective. Um, and then you've got, you know, work and then you've got, you know, um, animals coming and going from the cattery and the staycation and then you've got people who've booked the dog park. So it's just, yeah, there's not a consistent time Mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and I actually love your answer because mm, I don't think any of us are like pristine at saying oh I'm I'm gonna meditate at seven I'm gonna do Pilates at eight you know what I mean <laughs> like, well, that's good to know the fact that you're like no I have not been good at this <laughs> like yeah. that's 
totally cool and so many listeners are probably there too you know but they're still you're still doing something amazing so don't even worry about it <laughs> yeah I, I think that don't be too hard on yourself like you're always harder on yourself than other people are and I know for a fact if I make a mistake I'm always the hardest person on myself and some people don't even notice the mistakes that you do mm-hmm. so um yeah it's hard especially as a woman I think Mm-hmm. Um, not so hard as a man because they seem to blow everything off a lot quicker and a lot easier <laughs> they don't take it personal no they don't tend to <laughs> we, we but, but if they do take it personal then they, they go to the extreme I think yeah. <laughs> that's like a whole other <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah no but so I love the answer but uh going into that um what do you do when you begin to feel stuck in business or in life? I actually, if I start to feel that way, I um, I tend to start thinking that way, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And um, I can, yeah, you can spiral down a bit if you're really hard on yourself. I try not to be. I try to always have a positive a week a month or some something positive to aim for in front of me so at the moment my positive is Saturday because I've got ice cream watching um and then after that we've got a new pool going into the dog park so we've pulled the old one down so I've got that positive to so I've got to try and refocus and it's hard it's really hard when you get some some bad feedback or something that 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 bites at your emotions Mm -hmm. um but over the years, what I've tried to do is make sure that there's always something positive. That So there's positive things happening at fairly regular routine. So I can't dwell on it and can't sit on it. Yeah, so what I try to do is just make sure that there's, there's positive things in front of me at regular regular times. Well, not necessarily regular times, but not too far away. So mm-hmm. that if I do get really down or sad or feel really hurt by something, then hopefully it won't last for too long hopefully there's something really cool to take my mind off things yeah yeah think about things going forward I don't know if that's um, a bit different or a bit strange (laughs) no I was gonna say I think that's really wonderful advice because sometimes you know it's but even I in the past you know you get so down sometimes and you feel like you have nothing to look forward to and that's when you feel stuck (laughs) and there's you feel like there's nothing positive happening but you have those markers how you said like there's I have positive things happening you know at certain times that I know are going to happen you know that really is a mood booster and that kind of gets you going especially during hard times or or difficult times I think that that was an uh, amazing answer because I don't think that many of us do that we get stuck in just the spiral (laughs) and yeah and, and it's so easy to do it's taken me years to figure that one out even if it's just meeting with a friend for coffee you know mm-hmm. you hear, hear some bad news or something and you feel really miserable but book it for a day or two later you sort of have your time where you probably need to get your head around things we'll get together mm-hmm. um but always try and try and if you know you don't always know when things are going to hit in the guts but try and always have one or two things in front of you that are positive that you can look at and focus on as being positive um and hopefully that helps you get out of you know any situation that isn't as comfortable for you mm-hmm. no I, I, know love- I'm, oh. I'm, I know I'm bad at avoiding um negative situations like if I've got to take someone on because they haven't paid a bill 
Mm -hmm. I try to avoid it. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so like, I'm yeah. gonna have a coffee date first and then I'll go. <laughs> That's it. But the thing is then you've got that if you go and have have a coffee with a friend or a hot chocolate or a, a big ice cream or whatever your thing is, you know, um, a taco, whatever, you know, it's you get you have that that endorphin and that release that you need and oxytocin comes in and you do feel better for it. It might not be perfectly back to where you were before, but you know, something positive will always improve your outlook and improve your feeling. And when you've got that going, then you can expand on it and go from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Oh, love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, going forward from that, what advice do you have for those that want to follow in your footsteps as in they want to create something sustainable, some, something in the field that you're in, because you never know who's listening and who might actually want mm -hmm. to go into your footsteps? Um, I, I'd say, first off, don't be scared to do it. Mm -hmm. give it a go definitely give it a go because you know nobody can do it like you can do it even if it's you know doing something that somebody else does give it a go research as much as you need to around whatever it is you're planning to do find out what what is already known knowledge out in your field because all that's going to do is help you do mm -hmm. it better um you know ask people questions research as much as you can um, and give it a go and don't be scared of technology um yeah you know there's so much coming on board with ai um you know i'm not quite sure what sort of products they might be wanting to design but there's so much available that's going to be coming forward in the next you know 10 or 15 years out of what we've done in the past 10 or 15 years that i would say just go for it yeah and don't think too hard about it um make your mistakes but you need to make lots and lots of mistakes because that's how you learn and don't be scared of your mistakes um mistakes are really cool things to have they're not they're not you know all um, um a reason to spiral that they if you make a mistake that's great because then what's going to happen you're going to learn from that mistake you're not going to go down that road again um you're going to try something different but that's where your resilience comes in so you need to be keep trying don't give up keep trying and you know, if you think there's a big insurmountable elephant in front of you, mm -hmm. um, and this is a, <laughs> probably not a not a very vegetarian way to look at things, but I tell I tell kids that I'm working with, like, if you want to get a job done, a, a tiny bit at a time, or I say to them, ah, oh, so you've got an elephant. Well, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So you take a little bit of the job and do a little bit semi-reg. And if that means that you schedule in, on your calendar 10 minutes every day to do a little piece of that project and that's all you get but the thing is you're doing that 10 minutes and eventually those 10 minutes add up until you've got 60 minutes in six days and that's an hour's of it's an hour's work of whatever the project is that wasn't done last week so it only has to be a little bit at a time and it's it does add up and it does make a difference so it's oh. one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. yeah you know um and I love that advice because you know the forward podcast has to do with taking small actions that move us forward so you know how you say eating an elephant one bite at a time like that's something <laughs> I'm never gonna forget that now 
<laughs> no, I, I don't think I can forget it. And I didn't, the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's another one of those sayings. But mm-hmm. there's another one that I really like. Um, and I can't remember it off the top of my head because I used to have it on my Skype when Skype was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was along the lines of um, don't judge someone in overalls because they basically could be your next millionaire, you know, like a don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover type thing. But it was about Albert Einstein. So it was hilarious. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. yeah so it's, yeah and I think that sort of gets to the heart of treat everybody the way you wish to be treated if you treat everybody the way you wish to be treated then karma comes back big time tenfold in a, in a real positive way it's just yeah it comes back amazing so yeah oh absolutely I agree with that too it does <laughs> and lastly why don't you uh let our listeners know where they can find out more about you Ah, well, it depends on where they want to hide. <laughs> um, okay, so there's, we're pretty easy to find if you know how to find us. Um, so we're on the usual social media platforms, you know, the, the, the ones that are current at the moment, which are TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and um, Pinterest and places like that, Twitter. Um, and we have our own website, which is um, newflins co.nz new zealand so co.nz um and newflands as in new for new zealand f for fiona and lands as in the end of new zealand <laughs> l-a-n-d-s so yeah that's that's an easy way to find us newflands.co.nz um pretty much yeah yeah google newflands and we come up like yeah i think we're pretty much the strangest name out there but they reckon that nike started with a tick with a with a strange name and a Mm-hmm. yeah um and became the tick and everybody knows them so maybe one day we'll have the wave and we'll be the same there you go yeah oh well thank you so much Fiona this was a wonderful episode and and you know you're doing such incredible things so thank you to everyone listening make sure you go you go follow her you go check out the products that she's created amazing products for you know our beloved pets to take care of them and to make sure that we're actually giving them um food that's sustainable and healthy for them so definitely check her website out all the links will be in the show notes as well as where you can find her and thank you so much you guys have a lovely day bye thanks bye And to everyone listening, Fiona is looking for a new distributor to help her distribute items on Amazon and other places. So if you or someone you know is interested in doing that, make sure you send her an email. Today's episode was sponsored by my Create Daily Joy course on Udemy, where you can learn how to put yourself first and find the path to a happier you. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know where the next one airs and feel free to tell a friend about it as well. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.